We have a druid and a thief. And Jenny, you're going with immolator. Immolator. Burn, baby, burn. Then I will. I'll play a barbarian. Excellent. I haven't had a barbarian in these yet. Well, you do now. All right. That is step one: choosing a class, which both of you have done. Now you may have a choice of race. Looks like you only have outsider as your option for the barbarian. Mm-hmm. And immolator. All right, so I'm going to go with human because when I make camp with a large open flame, I regain all of my hit points. Oh, cool. And you do still have a choice for the barbarian, I believe. It's outsider, but you can be elf, dwarf, halfling, or human. But you and your people are not from around here. I'll keep it simple and go with human. I think everybody's been human so far. Wacky. Now you may choose a name. Up at the top of the sheet, there's a list of suggested names. You could go with those or make something else up. And for Barbarian, it's got blank, the blank, or some kind of descript- descriptive last name. Oh, I love this. The uh, recommendations for my name as a human. There are some that call me Timothy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Timothy it is. I'm going to be Gorm the Mirthful. <laughs> Gorm the Mirthful and Timothy. Timothy Burns. Timothy Burns. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Burns. Okay, <laughs> now choose look. So under name, you'll see it'll have like three or four options where you pick a mu- like one choice for each. So for Barbarian, it's body, eyes, decoration, and clothes. And then just circle the ones you want and then let us know what you have chosen. I've gone with long shanks for body. We're going to go haunted eyes. I'm unmarred in a scavenger's outfit. Excellent. Sounds kind of sexy. And, I mean, and Timothy. Okay, Timothy. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go with. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with strange. My my body is covered in strange brands, like Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what? all NASCAR sponsorships. Yeah. Strange brands. Fine. Okay. No. All off brands, Sorny <laughs> and Magnet Box and stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. This flame brought to you by Fago. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, Timothy's got a background in advertising. So there you go. <laughs> um, That's right. why he wants to burn it all down. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's, he also has wild eyes and a crackling voice and some barely hidden rage in his Excellent. demeanor. <laughs> okay. Now you will assign your attribute scores. Uh, you've got strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. All pretty familiar there. So you've got those six, and it, over those it says assign these scores to your stats. So one of them will be 16, that'll be your best one, 15, 13, 12, 9, and 8. And you see the mod, the roll modifier there. So okay. you'll write in the circle the big number, and then by the word, the plus or minus. And just looking at your starting moves, for Timothy, intelligence... Oh, no, wait, there's plus constitution or wisdom. So those are probably, you want at least one of those to be pretty good. What, and constitution bar- or wisdom? Yeah. And okay. barbarian, you're, well, I mean, strength, I mean, strength probably. Strength con. Yeah. Right. That Everything else is a dump. You know what? I'm going to be a little bit on the charismatic side because everybody loves an adorable barbarian. More of a people barbarian, really? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay, just let me know what your best and worst are for now, and I'll take your word for the rest. My worst is charisma. Mm-hmm. 
And then my best is wisdom. Excellent. And Cam? So my best will be strength, and my worst is going to be intelligence. Excellent. And the way this works is a lot like uh, Monster of the Week. The die rolls are always 2d6 plus your attribute modifier. Two through six is a failure, but you get to mark experience. Seven through nine is success, but some kind of negative condition along with it. 10 through 12 is generally full success or an extreme success of some sort. Hit points. Your maximum hit point is equal to your class base hit points, which it should say, yeah, up top there. There's like armor and then hit points. So it'll say a number plus your constitution. And that's your constitution score, not the plus or minus. So if you put whatever... 12 into your constitution, it'll be 12 points plus eight for the barbarian. Okay, I got it. What about armor? We don't have any, do we? Not yet. Now, you may have choices for starting move. You start with anything that is X'd, and in some cases, you'll have a choice. So for barbarian, you choose full plate and packing steel, so armor doesn't make you clumsy if you wear it, or unencumbered, unharmed. So you get plus one armor if you're not armored and carrying a shield. I think I'm a little Conan. I think I'm going to take unencumbered. And then you have a choice under Herculean appetites. Well, pursuing one of your appetites, if you roll for move, blah, blah, you roll. <laughs> it's a little funky. Uh, but pick one of those things, one of those six things below it as your Herculean oh. appetite. Uh, pure destruction. Of course. For Immolator, it looks like all of them are checked. So you get those starting moves and choice to make. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So those are all available to you. Oh, good. For the first session, I might prompt you like, oh, you have blank. That might be helpful. Now we choose alignment, uh, which is up and to the right. And the thing below it says a thing that can give you an extra experience point. Oh, I like chaotic. I'll do that. (laughs) You're fitting very well so far, but everybody's picked chaos so far. It's the future. It's a growth industry. Gosh, what could the barbarian be? Uh, yeah, definitely chaotic. Okay, that was an easy choice. So your special thing is eschew a convention of the civilized world, and that can get you an extra experience <laughs> point from time to time at the end of sessions. Then gear choices. So we don't just we go. Uh, this will be on your second page here. Uh, second page off to the left, you'll see starting gear. Some of you just have. So I'm going on barbarian here. You have dungeon rations. You have a dagger. Some token of where you've traveled or where you're from. You can think of that if you want. You have a choice of weapon, axe or two-handed sword. All weapons do the same damage, except two-handed sword does plus one damage, I guess, but it's heavier. And then you have a choice for Barbarian of adventuring gear and more dungeon rations or chainmail, which you don't want because you picked the unarmored one. No. And then Jenny, I'm scrolling down with you here. Okay. You carry no weapons and need no armor, but the flames that burn within you. You begin with a symbol of your sacrifices past. Describe it. So you can come up with that. Adventuring gear you also have. And that is just, you have five uses. And whenever you need something dungeony, like I need rope or I need uh, flint and tinder or whatever, you just check that off. Very cool. You have a healing potion. And then uh, two choices. All right, I'll take the dungeon rations and I will take the healing potion. Okay. And that is it. So uh, each of you give us a quick summary of your character. And if you've come up with your token along the way, uh, let us know. If not, not, that's not urgent. Yeah, so I'm Gorm the Mirthful, a barbarian from a tribe far to the north. 
It's it's pretty much straight up Conan here. Okay. Um, I don't know what's necessarily brought me in right now besides thirst for adventure. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get bonds in just a moment. Oh, wonderful. Audience. You need an audience. And, and introduce yourself, Timothy. All right. My name is Timothy Burns. I have a background in advertising. <laughs> my body is covered in strange brands, which no, are not NASCAR brands. Okay. All right. So Timothy Burns, he is a chaotic, uh, wild-eyed kind of fellow. He is balding. He wears a robe. He's got a kind of a crackling voice and he's he looks like he's on the verge of exploding at any second, you know, and he's, so he's a, he's a rather volatile person to be around, which is not really, I guess, what you'd want from an emulator. <laughs> um, anyway, my token is from, from my past sacrifices, uh, or symbol from my, my past sacrifices is, um, I have a melted lump of brass in the shape of a. Okay. All right, now we need some more bonds. So if you look over to the right of your first page, there's bonds. Fill in at least one with the name of a companion. So remember, we have Gorm, the Barbarian, Timothy, the Immolator, Tommy, the Thief, and Harold, the Druid. Pick one of those with the names of one of those three companions and fill in their name there. So like Immolator, Blank has felt the hellish touch of fire. Now they know my strength or one of the other two there. Barbarian has some interesting ones too. And how about Column and Damon? You can pick pick one more bond for one of our two new characters. Oh, it's just one bond one? or one for each? Just just one. Yeah, you don't have to have to have a bond with each person. So oh, why don't I've you just already, add I've one? I've already picked two. Okay. You've already got a bond. Oh, that's fine. Fuck it. I have uh, Gorm has my back when things go wrong, and Timothy knows incriminating details about me. Excellent. Tommy, Tingle Fingers, has felt the hellish touch of fire, so now they know my Excellent. You've learned your lesson, Tommy. Cam, do you have a bond for someone? Yeah, I I think uh, Tommy is puny and foolish, but amusing to me. And <laughs> I, I think I think Timmy's ways are strange and confusing. Very fair. And Damon, did you add a bond? Yeah, I have a bond for Gorm the Mirthful. Smells more like prey than a hunter. <laughs> oh. And I, I went ahead and gave one for Jenny, too. I have shown him a secret right of the land. Oh. Cool. All right, yeah, Jenny, you go ahead and do another one, then. I cast something in the fire for Harold, and I still owe him his due. Oh, you know, interesting. Yeah. That hamburger, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I have I not know, forgotten. Was, that's right. I, I, I think that means I cast, I cast a a possession of yours into the fire as a sacrifice. Yeah, that uh, hamburger that I was enjoying. And and yeah, and you were really <laughs> pissed. You were basically really pissed about it. So now I owe you another hamburger. And that is when I showed you a secret right of the land, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is all, this is all sounding very plausible. I like this. <laughs> I will remind you that it's Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Gladly repay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Today. <laughs> Okay, so uh, since we're going to pick up with the dungeon they left off. So Harold and Tommy went into this old hillside dungeon entrance, made their way past a trap. They went to the room, looked at the room to the south and saw that creature there uh, and decided not to <laughs> engage with it. I fucking and, love that art, though. That is a fantastic creature. And, and I'll remind that everybody. Like tentacle spaghetti faced. Yeah, I'll remind everybody that I drew that. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. 
I want to kill that tonight. Yeah. Um, That is not an Umber Hulk. And to the west, they went in and found two bodies with axes in their heads laying on stone plinths of some sort. Investigating more closely, the bodies leapt, got up and attacked them. There is a bitter pitched battle. Yep. Our heroes won. They looted what turned out to be little grave goods, things underneath, and each picked up a jeweled tour and then retreated to the forest to heal up their wounds. And... You two, I'll say, you guys had planned to meet here to loot the dungeon, or what you believe to be a dungeon with a treasure map. And now the two of you have come along just in time, because these two are worried that uh, if they went back in, things might get even more intense along the way. Do you guys want to go back to the room you left off in and pick up from there? I will defer to my companion. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you get a sense that if there's good stuff, it's probably going to be a little further on. So in this room, there are the two plinths there. There are two badly destroyed axe head corpses. The western wall, a lot of it is crumbled. Part of it at the southwest revealing like a rubble strewn corridor as though someone had, after the initial building of this, tried to dig their way through it. There had been signs of an earthquake, possibly, or some kind of fault line erupting uh, earlier along the way. To the south is a double door, a very large double door, almost floor to ceiling, heavy, stout wood. There's back the way you came from, and then there's that other double door that you suspect just leads around to the room you passed up uh, earlier. One with the not number hulk in it. Yes, exactly so. I'm willing to bet that delicious things lie beyond the big doors. Okay, um, I'd like to, can I take a moment to uh, use my trap expert starting move and survey the area to the west there with the the crumbling um, stuff, crumbling rubble, and um, just survey that for traps, etc., or just, Absolutely. Um, just uh, dangers. Yeah, so Column is using one of his starting moves as a thief to check for traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be 2d6 plus, I believe, your dexterity. My dexterity, which is, uh, I have a 16 dexterity, so it's a plus two. So I am rolling. And that is a six plus two is an eight. An eight. So you get to hold one. Spend your hold as you walk through the area to ask these questions. Is there a trap here? And if so, it activates it. What is the trap to inactivated? What else is hidden here? So it sounded like you're leaning toward, is there a trap here? Yeah, that would be my main one. So yeah, you uh, survey it. Uh, You've got uh, torches again, I believe. Yep. There's no actual thing set up as a trap, but for all intents and purposes, the rubble is uh, crumbling, you know, stacked unevenly. There is some danger in making your way through it that a, a bad move will knock a rock loose and bring rubble down, rolling into you from the walls. Okay, so um, with that information, I assume that we could um, proceed safely westwards at this point if we tried. It would take some cautious uh, making your way through, but yes, okay. it's doable. Okay, I That's just good. wanted to have that knowledge so sure. we have our yeah, options yeah. here. Okay, um, oh, I'm done. and for new players, you've got the moves on your character sheet, right? And those are unique to you, but there are also general moves. Uh, right, if you I go to page th- two of the... Mm-hmm book they're there often you could just say what you're doing like i'm going to attack the creature and i'll say that's an attack that's a hack and slash move 
which is a roll plus strength. Or I'm going to shoot them with a bow. That's a volley move plus dex. Um, But common ones also are discern realities where you're trying to figure out something about the situation you're in. That's plus wisdom. And you get to ask from a set of questions if you're successful. And spout lore is sort of like a general knowledge one, role plus intelligence. Mm -hmm. Defend is using constitution and defending another person or place or thing. And then defy danger is kind of a catch-all. Those are the main ones you would use. Parley, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of social activity here. But that's the the basic moves in a nutshell. Okay. All right. So what? So the outcome of uh, was the outcome of of columns. Columns. Uh, Columns sees that the uh, path is unstable and prote- potentially treacherous, but uh, with advanced lookout, you could probably make your way through slowly and carefully. I'm still massively eager to go to the doors. To the I say doors. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, these are a set of stout locked doors. Some of the doors you've seen here are like wedged shut, perhaps because of earthquake. These are not, but they are stout, thick, and apparently uh, locked with a key lock. Mm, that's got a job for a thief. Hey, Tommy. Sorry, guys. Uh, Paul gets all the action this time. Let me do it again. Okay, I shall use my starting move, Tricks of the Trade. When I pick locks or pockets or disable traps, I roll decks. Again, so I am looking for 2d6 plus 2, and that is an 8. That is a 10. Okay. Uh, You successfully pick the lock, and actually you realize that there was a trap, not one that was going to harm you, but if you had triggered it, it would have actually put bolts down into the floor and locked the door even tighter Hmm. uh, if you had triggered it. But... You open it, and with a push, uh, in surprisingly good shape, the door is able to swing slowly open, revealing the room behind it. Whoa-ho-ho! The doors swing open, revealing this uh, the room in the shape you see, uh, going to the south and to the west, and then a raised platform with two... Now, you guys have seen those statues of what you've sort of vaguely recognized as old, no longer worshipped gods. Yeah. There's two more of those marked by stars on that platform, but then kind of behind and between them is a statue that I drew. Oh, wow. Look at that. It is a horrific, obviously diabolical looking creature uh, gazing down on you from the platform in I'm statue. Just played form. their Warhammer 40K. Anybody's played 40K? This looks a lot like the, uh, the pestilent demon thing. It's very name cool. I now can't remember. Otherwise, the room appears to be empty. There are no so it's obviously laid out like a temple, right? A gathering here to worship something on that platform. This is not a. This seems like a safe guess, um, but there's it's not laid out with pews or anything. There aren't lots of like goods or candles or anything like that. It's just pretty much a wide open room dominated by that platform and the foul statue. I'm not terribly intelligent. I'll wander in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we go in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I also go leap into danger without a plan. So I also go in. Okay. And remember, you guys can use basic moves to try to assess information or your special moves. So, like, just to lay out things you could do, you could try to spout lore to see if you recognize this particular good. Yeah, that's what I was going to try was uh, just discerning some realities. And Okay, so that's going to be a roll plus wisdom. So 2d6 plus whatever your wisdom modifier is. Wisdom modifier would be two because that's my highest attribute. Oh, nice. 
Yep. Plan to your strengths. Nine, 11. Okay. So now if you go to the discern realities, yep. I will answer the, these questions three. You can pick three questions from discern realities. Right. Not all of them always match up perfectly with the situation. but Okay. All right. So here's my first one. What here is useful or valuable to me? Okay. That's a fine question. You don't see, I mean, you guys are here for treasure, I think, mainly. You don't see any obvious signs of places that could store treasure. But to the west of the room, just north of the platform, you see the stone in the wall is of a different hue, a different color in a vaguely door-shaped outline. Oh, okay. That's a good one. All right. That's one of your three. Okay. Next one is, what here is not what it appears to be? You find the statue very disquieting and strangely lifelike. If it's made of stone, it's not any stone that's present in this place. Uh Uh-oh. You've got your eye on this thing. What is about to happen? Your gut tells you, and this is your, like, you know, you're kind of, like, picturing flames and gathering wisdom from it. You don't think this is a dead temple. You think there are defenses here probably that will challenge you if you proceed further. That's vague, but I'm telling you uh, in the rules, you get plus one forward, meaning on your next roll, uh, using any of that information, you get a plus one in your roll. Cool. Uh, I would like to share all of that uh, information with the rest of my I would tell Tim that that's strange and confusing. (laughs) (laughs) You are strange and off-putting, Timothy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys uh, make your way into the room uh, after Timothy uh, gives that brief analysis of of what he, as best as he can, can make out. Stepping in, oh, actually, uh, sorry, I I omitted one bit of uh, valuable to you. The godlike statues uh, to the right and left, you uh, you saw a glint of your torchlight from their eyes, like something shiny. Oh, gems and jewels. So is there... Those those doors to the east of us are they? Um... Ballpark. You guys have a pretty good sense of uh, space. That's the room leading back to that oh, yeah, uh, creature yeah, yeah, that yeah. was hanging out. Yeah. Um. But what's up? What's what is dividing those two rooms doorways? Very similar stout uh, doors, the, like the okay. ones you just came through. Yeah. What do you think, Harold? Well, let's uh, pry those gems out. Okay, and damn damn the consequences. And I go up to one of the statues with my dagger to look at the eye gems. Okay, as you go up, yeah, they seem you know not like super valuable diamonds, but uh, they are at the very least semi precious stones worth something. As you set to work, you feel like a brief wave of nausea coming from the direction of the horrible pestilence demon looking statue and then a strange glow in the room behind you and the rest of you see popping up emerging from nowhere in the room one of these jellyfish jellyfish only really big it is floating about eight feet off the ground and the tentacles crackle with strange energy oh holy crap no one could have predicted this would happen also, Barbarian, you see a faint glow, a sickly glow from the statue itself. I look at the statue and I cry out, I challenge thee. <laughs> okay. And are you I'm, using one of your moves now? I am using, what are you waiting for? When you cry out a challenge to your enemies, roll plus con. 
All right. So roll 2d6 plus your con bonus. Plus two. That's a two, so I don't think anything happens, but let me just read here. Oh, no, it's a seven. Uh, on a, a seven. Oh, a seven. Uh, on a ten plus, uh, they treat you as the most obvious threat to be dealt damage. On a seven to nine, only a few, the weakest or most fooled hardy among them, fall prey to my taunting. Okay, I'll, I'll give you some success on that. Okay. So he makes his barbaric roar and cries out a challenge. You were directing it at the statue or just I sort was of... directing it at the statue. Okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know how that, if the whole room, I mean, I'm saying it loud enough for the whole room to hear. Sure. Yeah. So you are facing the statue. Uh, the rest of you see the floating tentacle creature with surprising speed bolt toward Gorm as though to hit him from behind. I think... Druid, you're probably closest at this point. Uh, what do you do? You know what? I'm just going to put myself between the jellyfish and Gorm, who smells more like prey than a hunter. True. Very true. And use my spear and kill the damn thing. So that sounds like you were just trying to get in between and hack and slash. Hack and slash. All right. So that is 2d6 plus your strength bonus. Eight. And eight. Okay, so hack and slash, you get to deal damage and you have a choice. You do successfully interpose yourself and it hits you, or you get there too late and stab it as it zaps poor defenseless Gorm. Oh, I like the ladder much better. That way I don't get hurt. Okay, Uh, so you roll damage. And so for damage, every player sheet has just your damage roll. Generally, it's going to be that damage, whichever weapon you're using. Oh, do I add strength to that or is that just it? Just damage. All right. Well, it's two then. Okay. Two points of damage to the tentacle creature, which is now dealing damage to Gorm. Okay. Gorm, that's four points of damage. Less your one sort of built-in armor. Okay. So three. But you feel a shock go through you as it hits you. And please roll your constitution to see if that does causes additional problems. Okay, give me two seconds here. Harold did everything he could to, to yeah. stop this from happening, except actually get in the way. <laughs> okay. This is seven again. Seven. Okay, so you are lightly stunned. Uh, so you're going to mark actually on your character sheet temporarily. Oh, I think shaky. So if, where you see by dexterity where it says shaky minus shaky. one. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have minus one on dexterity rolls for the duration. Okay. Timothy, the immolator. So the creature now zapped Gorm uh, in the back and is going to, it seems like it's going to try to give him a big hug with the rest of its tentacles now, while it also tries to flash one at this fool who just stabbed it in the side. You also see now, and all of you smell like a smell of rot and decay uh, emanating from the statue. What are you going to do, Timothy? Um, well, I would like to uh, utilize my burning brand. Yeah, you would. And conjure a weapon of pure flame. Now, this is a little bit of a convoluted process, so I may need you to walk. Sure. We'll start with the constitution roll. So 2d6 plus your constitution bonus, if any. A nine. Okay. So you successfully conjure a weapon of pure flame. You can roll... If you attack with it, it hack and slash, or you can throw it. You can use your intelligence instead of your strength and dexterity if that's helpful. But you can now use it three times for attacks. And there's a list there. You can use it as a hand-to-hand weapon. Mm-hmm. Thrown near range. Mm-hmm. You can make it do plus one damage. Mm-hmm. 
or <laughs> remove the oh yeah it's touch distance now okay so hand mega ranged thrown makes it throwable plus one damage just means you do plus one damage with it mm-hmm. or you can remove the dangerous tag because you are playing with fire now okay so uh it says on the seven to nine i uh, roll i can choose one one of those four correct one of those four okay so um i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it so you're gonna you, you can use it as a thrown weapon excellent and you can use it up to three times now. You've just got three uses before it goes away. Okay. But that's done because I'm creating this weapon, correct? That's right. Okay, great. So that's what I've done. I got a, okay. I got, I got, I got a flamethrower ready to... to Hell to yeah. All right. And Timothy the Thief now, uh, both of your buddies are getting ready to get slapped by some tentacle action here. And the disease statue just seems more lifelike by the moment. What are you going to do? Oh, wow. Well, well, Harold and I are, are buds, but Gorm has my back when things go wrong, so I've got to have <laughs> Gorm's back here. And I am going to... Um, I am going to attack the tentacle creature with a volley. I'm going to use my ragged bow. I still have two arrows left, so I am going to loose an arrow upon this thing. So that is a roll plus my dex. And that is plus two. Uh, let me see how we do. And that is a eight. That is a ten. Ooh, very nice. So you just straight up deal damage without any downsides. Yes, and I have a D eight for damage. Six. Six. six very damage. nice. Okay, yeah. So you hit it in the whatever, the core. I don't know what you in call it out of jellyfish type creature. Yeah. Uh in its nerve system. Yep. It has nerves. They're just barely missing your buddies, Gorm and Harold. Like it flashes in your eyes. It's enough damage that the tentacle that was going toward Harold uh, whizzes just clear of his head. Yay! Brushing him back a little bit, but uh, for the moment unharmed. You uh, are shocked and awed a little bit, Gorm, but you're able to do something now. You are almost face to face with this pestilence statue. And you see now gathering around its its head like a greenish cloud. And of course, you know, this tentacle creature is right behind you. I'm going to focus on the statue. Okay. A nice just overhead axe chop with my sword. Okay. Which is a strength roll. And do I have plus? I have plus one damage with my sword, but not plus one to. Oh, is it sword or axe? I'm sorry. Sword. It's an axe like chop over oh, axe like chop with sorry. my sword. Yes, I'm sorry. Excellent. It's, uh, or a sword like swing with the axe. It's an axe like chop with the sword. <laughs> oh. I know my character, okay? Tell like me how to play my character. This could be handy here. You have the muscle bound starting move while when you while you wield a weapon against the forceful and messy tags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I forcefully and messily <laughs> Roll uh, 2d6 plus 2 for a 10. Not nice. bad. Okay, that is a full hit. Um, Oh, we didn't name the move. Uh, it would be, we're going to use it as hack and slash, uh, even yeah. though it's an inanimate object for now. Uh, so you straight up, here's the deal. You deal your damage to the enemy and avoid their attack, or at your option, you may choose to do plus 1d6 damage, but expose <laughs> yourself to harm. Plus 1d6 damage. Okay. There you go. And so, so your standard damage 1D10 is... 1d10 yep. plus Ooh. 1d6 for a total of... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, five. 
Oh, that could have been better. Five yeah, after all that. Plus one, though, because uh, that's the bonus so, of your so sword. Yeah. yeah. And with those tags of forceful and messy, it's disquieting to your primitive barbarian mind. <laughs> it hits and feels like you're hitting stone, and yet it gives a little bit like flesh for the moment. Your sword connects forcefully and messily, so chips of it fly away, but also some oozing chunks as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Oozing chunks. I saw them in concert once. <laughs> They're my favorite punk band. <laughs> and as you swing and follow through and deal huge chunks, the pestilential, pestilential cloud, uh, I think that's a word, moves forward into your face. It, you feel it stinging and tingling as you try not to breathe it in. Uh, it's going to do, do some damage to you. Even though I rolled a 10? You took the extra D6, which exposed no, you. No, no, on my, on my attack roll. Right. Oh, that's, that's what gave okay. you. So I, I that gave you the option of deal standard damage without taking harm, or to get that Un- extra d6, but expose Un- yourself to harm. Uh, but only for two points. So you are able to not inhale as it clouds around your face. So that's the good news there. I Clintoned it. <laughs> exactly. You didn't inhale. Uh, I am bloodied. Okay. However, as the rest of you see, as he chops into this statue and sends a chunk flying, the tentacle creature goes rigid and then stops and then starts to spin around, its tentacles going ever wider, uh, presenting just a hard-to-avoid hazard. And you are at ground zero, my friend Druid. I've never heard of it. Mm. Okay. So, um, out of curiosity, mm-hmm. uh, like, are these like going horizontal? Like, Is there space on the floor? Or towards the ceiling like where there's gaps sure like, yeah um yeah. you could potentially duck underneath it yeah it would be i mean there's room between it and the ceiling too but that'd be harder to pull off a good jump i guess well i mean i can shapeshift so Ooh. yeah i was thinking of turning into like maybe a raptor and attacking it from above like this nice. cool golden eagle okay that, that sounds pretty neat. An eagle. Form of an eagle, right? Not a bucket of water. To hell with that noise. <laughs> uh, no, please don't do that. You got an immolator here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Water is so, uh, okay. I roll plus wisdom as well. You call I upon do. the spirits to change your shape. Yep. Roll plus wisdom. A 10. 10. Okay. Ooh. On a 10, hold three. So that means yeah. the GM tells you one or more moves associated with your new form. So obviously you can fly. I mean, that's not even a move. So we'll say you can make eagle attacks as one would expect an eagle could and you know maybe we come up with something else yep do you want to do that right now i do i want to fly up above this thing and hit its soft head okay so the two of you see harold leap up in the air morph into an eagle and go for the thing's head so this is hack and slash i'm presuming i think so yeah fly right. hack and slash apparently my stats don't really change so uh five Ooh. that's terrible it is uh that's good not news good. Get to mark experience. Oh, yes. I got a lot of that last time. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. Okay. And what has happened is you burrowed, you flew in and somehow went directly into a soft spot in this thing. And you are for the moment trapped inside awesome. the amorphous jelly-like substance here. Oh, my it God. It didn't harm you it. is the good news, but uh, you won't do well here for too long. I can see it on the Super Friends right now. Yeah. That's good. And then, Timothy, you've got a burning flame. 
So who's attacking the jellyfish and who's uh, who's got the statue? Gorm right now it took a big slash out of the statue. Harold is embedded in the jellyfish and Tommy shot the jellyfish. And it's between us and the statue, right? The jellyfish? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Am I able to throw my flame towards the statue because I don't want to throw it at the jellyfish because I don't want to risk burning uh, Harold? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can make a good throw at that. So it's a volley yeah. that's going to be dex, but because of the burning brand special thing, you have the option of replacing it with your intelligence modifier if that's better. So uh, that's a 2d6 plus uh, one. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Okay. That is going to do damage. That's a volley and a nine, meaning... On a seven to nine, you choose one. You have to move to get the shot, placing you in danger of the GM's choice. You have to take what you can get minus D6 to your damage roll. Or you have to take several shots, reducing your ammo by one. So you'd use two of your out of your three. I'll take the first. Okay, so you use two of your three uses of the brand, but you get to deal damage now. And it's good and flamey. All right, so one D8. Yes. Ooh, okay. Gorm, uh, you feel a heat go over your shoulder and this burning brand comes spinning and slices off a chunk of the statue's arms. Uh, you swoop, groan and roar in pain and it smells even worse heated up. That is strange and confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Tommy, you see your friends are in danger now because right. well, you've got Harold turned into an eagle is embedded yep. in this thing and Thing. The tentacles are getting ever closer to Timothy as well. So they're both going to be subject to damage now. What are you going to do? I think the statue needs to be the focus of attention here, maybe. Okay. So I am going to leap into danger without a plan. Mm -hmm. And basically uh, try and roll across the floor under this jellyfish thing. And get to the statue and apply my serpent's tears poison Excellent. to that statue. So it sounds like you're defying danger using dexterity to try to get through without getting tentacled. I can live with that. You said the magic word, which is mm -hmm. dexterity. So we will go with that. So that sounds allowable to you. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's what defy danger is there for. And that is an eight. That is a 10. Sorry. No, okay. nine, nine. I rolled a uh, seven and I have plus two. So nine. Nine. Okay. So you roll through, you have a choice. You can get where you want to be and be applying the poison, but take a D six of damage from tentacles on the way through, or you can get through undamaged and have to, you know, still have to kind of make a move to get in and oh, get that I'll poison. Take the damage and okay. um, apply the poison. You say D six. Oh, you're going to roll that. Sorry. Yeah. So four damage four. for you. Okay, I apply the Serpent's Tears, and what that does is anyone dealing damage to the target rolls twice and takes the better result. Excellent. Very nice. Okay, now uh, we've got two people in peril uh, with Timothy by the spinning tentacles and an eagle trapped inside the thing. Harold, can you please roll Constitution to see if and how much harm you take while embedded in this thing? We'll take no harm. Okay, I'm going to take, some, take harm. some harm. Okay, so Five. you don't breathe a lot as an eagle, but you do take some damage stuck inside this thing. Oof, five. Oh my goodness. 
Jenny, Timothy is uh, through that brand and focus the attention there, but the tentacles are whipping around you. Uh, how would you want to avoid that danger? Uh, like dancing away from it or bracing yourself or what? Doing an elaborate jump rope routine? I Yeah, I think I think the elaborate jump rope routine okay. sounds pretty, pretty sweet. So you can roll dexterity to try to uh, avoid danger and hopefully do better than Damon just did. Okay, so that would be a 2d6 with no modifier. Does that failure roll mean I get some experience again? It does, yes. Wow, I'm I'm almost level two. Oh, just fail it okay. upwards. So you threw your burning brand and then just did like an elaborate, like when, you know, in those movies where they do that elaborate dance through the electric eye beams during the heist, that's you and the tentacles here. I'm freaking Matrix, I love it. Okay. Okay. The statue is in horrific shape. The tentacle creature has clearly taken a lot of damage now. However, the statue now, you, the two of you up by it, Gorm and Tommy, you see the arms start to move and the mouth start to open up. It's got this poison dripping on it now. It's got two big, like one hacked, messy chunk taken out of it and one uh, burning, searing chunk taken out of it. Gorm, you're just like looking this thing eye to eye pretty much. Today's session is brought to you by the word chunk. (laughs) Chunk, chunk, chunk. All right. Yeah, Gorm, this thing is staring you in the face and you feel like a big something is coming out of it. You hear a big intake of breath coming and the rank smell is getting worse and worse by the moment. Is it going to give you a tongue lashing? Still not too bright. So instead of the big old overhand chop that we did before, we're going to, instead of vertical, we're going to do a, we're going to do a horizontal. Nice. And try to uncapitate it. Is this going to be more (laughs) sword-like? Yes, this will be more sword-like. Okay, good. Okay, the hack is slash again. Yep, yep. 2d6 plus 2d6 for a... Seven. Seven. Okay. So you hit and deal damage, but you will take a consequence. So first of all, roll your damage, which is your D10, but roll twice because of that poison. And we're going to take the better result. That right column, that works? Yes, that is correct. And that's just one D10 plus one, right? For your sword, correct. Yep. So the first roll is a 10. 10. Okay. You can still beat that. Yep. Uh, one D ten plus one, and eight. Eight. Okay, so, so ten, 10 plus damage. forceful and messiness. Mm. Yeah. So you do knock. Uh, you were trying to decapitate. Yeah, disincapitate. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you bring your sword across, and you feel like it's less stony now than it has been all along. But actually you feel like you've caught it at a point of vulnerability between statue and full-on demon. Mm-hmm. And your sword does draw across it and whip the head off of it. But then bubbling up from the remaining torso, a huge gout of fountain of goo and slime and entrails burst out over you and Tommy. Uh... Burning and stinging. Tommy, you have a chance to react. He's kind of ground zero. Let me see. Well, I don't want to get covered by... Uh... Entrails, they sound too fancy for me. Ooh, entrails. And remember, uh, you you can look, be led by your moves. You can just describe a thing you want to do, and we'll interpret moves and roles to fit. Oh, I just want I just want to backflip out of there. Okay, you could try to pull Gorm out of the way too, but you know that's you. Uh, nah. Of course, I'll try and pull Gorm. 
Free. And I am going to say, you're puny and foolish, but your attempt to help me amuses me. <laughs> then I, I, I pull my hand away at the last second. So, um, <laughs> Fuck you, no. then. <laughs> Just duck behind him. No. <laughs> so, okay. okay, so it's so going to be a strength rolling? roll, it sounds like. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> How did I go puny from a dexterity to a strength? Damn you, Gorm. You big, lovable chunk. <laughs> okay, I... here we go. That's oh my god. Okay, that is a two d six minus minus one. For all points, uh, uh, and that is a seven. That is a six. <laughs> so that's a fail. Uh, yeah, you mark is. experience. Uh, okay, here comes a d six of entrail damage for Gorm. Oh, just one, oh. and a mm. d six for Tommy. A four. Okay. Uh, so you guys are pushed back by the wave of grossness into the room. Okay. Back in the middle of the room now, Timothy see the tentacle bees start to fade as the statue erupts. And Harold, you feel yourself uh, being pulled along with it. It is starting to go incorporeal, perhaps to another dimension. Uh, oh, no. You're caught inside uh, as a passenger. <laughs> uh, Harold, uh, what are you going to try to do here? Uh... No, let's, it's more dramatic. Actually, let's have Timothy go first. Okay. Uh, Tim- Timothy, uh, uh, Timothy has a bond, a bond with, uh, with Harold. Um, yeah. You still have a debt to repay. Yeah. And that, I, he's, that burger's I'm not going to grill itself. Oh. No. So, so <laughs> I've gotta, I'm, I'm going to try to save him. Okay. Gonna, what are you going to do? I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, um, sort of, uh, burn around the, the jellyfish part to, to, to make it, make it release, uh, okay. Harold. Let's see. Gosh, I could see uh, this yeah, as a hack and slash. Or, oh, go ahead. Uh, that's, it's a thrown weapon. My, my burning brand is. Oh, yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to throw it and try to burn a path for him. I love it. Your burning brand. Is it Applebee's? Uh, <laughs> actually, it's Burger King Flame Bros. <laughs> okay. So 2d6 plus, again, your choice of it would usually be Dex, but burning brand lets you substitute intelligence. Um, I'm going to substitute intelligence. 2d6. Plus one. And also, isn't this an aid or interfere? I, I think I'm just going to treat this as like a volley attack okay. All but right. with a specific outcome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not bad. Okay. So you uh, go ahead and deal your damage, but more importantly, you made part. So the partial part of the success is if you'd had a full success, you would have carved off a clear path uh, for mm-hmm. him to get out. What does happen instead, but go ahead and roll your D8 damage. Okay. Harold, from your perspective, you see a flash of flame cut the outer membrane of this thing, but there's still a path of goo you'd have to get through to get out. And this thing's becoming less corporeal by the moment. And you actually see, you're partially seeing the room, you're partially seeing this weird dimension with like thousands of these creatures floating in some weird ethereal something. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe just write it out, right? It's just a bad dream. It's just a bad trip, as it were. Okay. Um, I only what? I only did one damage. Sorry. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm assuming that part of this is because of my size. What if I was just to become a bear? Okay, you're gonna try to change shape again. Cool. Yeah, what, like if I become a huge bear, wouldn't that just pop me out of it? That seems to make sense. That makes sense to me. <laughs> what do you mean it makes sense? Okay, right. Fine. Yeah, that seems very logical. <laughs> it yep. does. Okay. So that is a wisdom roll to change shape again. Nine. <laughs> Form of a bear. Oh, excellent. Form of a bear. 
Okay, so you do convert into a large bear form, and at the last moment before the room fades away, you fall through the substance of the membrane because you're so damn heavy and there's like claws and shit. You fall through and then slam onto the floor as the thing disappears. And so this is a partial success. Let's just say it's, ooh, for four points of damage. Oh my gosh, I'm getting... This is painful. This yeah. is a painful uh, so from encounter. the rest of your point of view, it's pretty cool. This thing is disappearing. You guys, as you guys wipe the entrails from your eyes, uh, you turn the thing's disappearing with poor Eagle Harold in it. Suddenly he forms into the form of a bear, but is like rolling and is basically like head down and just slams onto his head and flops onto the floor. Uh, yeah. before shaking it off and shaking the tentacle creature goo off and shaking the bear form off. Uh, mm-hmm. It's up to Harold. I think I'm still bear form. All right, the tentacle creature is gone. The statue is just deliquescing into a pile of stagnant, vile disease. And it's like trailing down the stairs into the room around you. But the two of you who are covered are able to wipe off the worst of it and not take any further damage therefrom. The lexicon of this uh, uh, session is... Yeah, I got to say, I think I only know deliquescing. Oh, no, no, wait, I think it's from an Edgar Allan Poe story. Yes. But I'm... But it might be uh, from the strange the, uh, case of uh, M-, M. Valdemar. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think. I think that's exactly why I know that word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nerds. All the right. Literary representing. <laughs> Rob, you and I will get a trivia night, and we will clean the floor. Nice. <laughs> I can't believe all the questions are about Edgar Allan Poe. Intro Deliquest instead of liquefy. I guess. Uh... <laughs> Well, Deliquest sounds grosser. It's, it's way grosser. Yeah, it, yeah. The, the connotation is a little bit grosser. I don't deny it. Deliquest into putrescent, putrescent goo. Okay, uh, so oh, that yeah. is all the sample action I have for you. Uh, if you want to resume your initial activities, you can pry those semi-precious stones out of the statues. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I think we earned them. I think I, so, too. I, I, I would just imagine that Gorm would just, you know. Yeah. Just climb back up the other statue like nothing had happened. Up, up, up. Yep. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yes. A puzzling I would like interruption. To, I would like Hi, to inquire if uh, Harold has a healing potion. I have poultices and herbs, so I will, they work slowly. I, I would like to give you one of my healing potions. Oh, you, you has a you has a healing potion? Oh, yeah, I'll take I that. Have, I have two of them. Yes, I will take that, and uh, and hopefully that will that will uh, lessen our lessen my lessen my uh bond to you what does the potion taste like um strawberry strawberries strawberry lemonade strawberry lemonade okay yeah yeah. yep you are looked upon with approval okay (laughs) how many points do i get back with the healing potion i believe it's 10 10 oh well that puts me that's i needed nine so that's good oh if you take extra you die can I say that? <laughs> oh, nice, uh, nice twist there. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough world. In King um, of Dungeons, you, if you if you if you take oh you get addicted, you, you yeah. overdose and you become addicted to it. So and that was my plan all along. No. <laughs> okay. Left in this room now, there is that outline of a hidden door that Jenny had spotted or that Timothy had spotted on the way in, off to the left. Yeah, why not have a look at a look see? Okay, and that'll give us our full map. It's the wrong kind oh. of attachment. Anyway, all it reveals is uh, a secret room where 
Uh, you guys don't need to open it. It's just a, a actually fairly small, like a glorified closet, basically. Um, in it are a bunch of uh, silken robes. Somehow, like it's a, this is very dry in here. Somehow preserved through the ages. A bunch of uh, well-made uh, silver, like offering type things, trays and plates and goblets that you would think would have some kind of ritual use here, but are made out of silver and the temple treasury, such as it is, if somebody would roll a 4d10 for me, please. I'll do it. I've been rolling so well tonight. Yeah. We could each roll 1d10. 12. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Where's as that? in, that's pretty bad. That's pretty okay. bad. Yeah, with uh, what equals 12 gold coins in it. Oh, well, that's that does divide easily. easily yeah, that's true. The So then you've got the robes, the gems, the silver, and a small handful of coins. So three, nice. go, three gold coins each. Mm-hmm. Yep. And okay. when next you're in civilization, you can try to fence the other various forms of loot. Oh, there, I guess four eyes, so each of you could have a gem if you wanted. I, I wrote down semi-precious stone eye from a statue. Right, okay. and I should probably have like maybe if some of the silver plates because I can make I can craft the objects from the raw material. Oh yeah, with my hand. I actually think Gorm and um, Timothy should uh, take the uh, the silks and the the silverware. We all we've already looted our jeweled torques so far. So, what do you reckon, Harold? If Timothy has use for the uh, silver, that's fine by me. Okay, and you'll take the silks yeah sure okay we have reached end of session first of all if in, in the first couple sessions this probably doesn't come up but if you feel like you've resolved a bond completely explored it no longer relevant or otherwise you can let me know yes it's oh okay yes are we are we square yeah i'll call it square you took my hamburger but you did okay. kind of give me my life back so yeah that's uh, relatively okay. even. So you ask the player if you agree that the bond is resolved. If they do, you mark an XP for Timothy. Okay. And then next time you can come up with a new bond with someone. Oh, so, so I, did I start at zero XP? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yep. right. Just one. So that's one so far. Then everybody look at the line that's under your alignment. If you feel that you met that this time, that's another opportunity okay. to gain an XP. I feel I did. I leapt into danger without a plan. Yeah, yours is too e- easy, relatively. But that's fine. Destroy a symbol of civilization? I don't know that we really did that. No, I don't uh, think so. Yeah. It didn't really spread a dangerous new idea. I just spread fire. True. <laughs> you try leaping at demonic dick statues. Intestine. Intestine statues. Before you say it's it's too easy. All right. And then we've got three questions, and these are for everybody as a group. Did we learn something new and important about the world? That there There's are... another dimension. There's another dimension, yeah. Yeah, and also like the existence of weird demonic statues that come to life. I think that counts for one, yes. Yeah. Yep. So everybody gets an XP for that. Did we overcome a notable monster or enemy? Yes. I think absolutely. Yep. Yeah, between the combo of the two, especially the statue yep. and the servant. Uh, did we loot a memorable treasure? No, because somebody. I mean, I'm going to remember these eyes. Yeah, I think those <laughs> eyes are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, ultimately, they are semi-precious stones. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. That. yeah okay. No. These eyes. So that got. <laughs> if it had been, if it had been like magical or you know, yeah. super unusual, but I I'm not really sure we claim that one. So that's two more experience points for everybody between those two questions. 
Uh, the, to level up, you need your current experience level plus seven XP. So yeah. to go from level one to level two would cost eight. I've got nine. Oh, I have eight, so I can go to level two. Cool. Yep. So Damon and I get a, get to choose advanced moves. I'm changing my con from 12 to 13, which gives me plus one on my con now. Uh, that bumps up a hit point, by the way, when you do constitution. And so you went from 12 to 13. Yeah, that, that moves it to a plus one. Uh, going from 15 to 16 gives you plus oh, two. Do that. Yeah. I'll take my con up to 16 for a plus two. Okay. And that gives me a bonus hit point as well, you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Yep. All right. Sounds good. And that is our very <laughs> brief uh, intro adventure part two. That was fun. Part one for that some of us. That was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I like the rules are just su- like Monster of the Week, like mm-hmm. super quick and easy and not a lot of like checking modifiers and stuff, which is fun. Again, yeah, that's fun. I like this game a lot. Fun, yeah, yeah. This, this is great. I like I like the, the fact that it's it's quick. There's lots of it, combat. It's so quick. It's, yeah. But the mm-hmm. combat in it is brutal. I mean, I'm down to, I'm down to 10 hit points here. So... Oh yeah, except I should have had you share the potion with the. <laughs> I, gotta be, I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful next time. So. Yeah. Well, and we can we can decide if and when we play this again. Like, are we literally pick up where we left off, or you guys make camp, or are we gonna like fast forward time and bring you back at full hit points and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. And now we've also got a. We have a party. All we need to do is get um. Brent in. Yeah. So, Maybe. but. How about if this is one that we can play with any group and not have to hold it for everybody to be there? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, two I, of y'all, then it's two of y'all. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's nice I to have it's... one of those in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we've shown, we've shown, you know, we demonstrated last week that it plays really well with just mm-hmm. even a party of two. So yeah, you know, it seems to play well at all numbers. So yeah, it's good stuff. I like this. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, everybody. Glad we got Thanks. a good time together. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a good one. Thanks. Cool. I'm gonna bye. Right. Have a good night, everybody. Yep, yeah, have, have a good, good week. Night.